0: Yo, thank you for tuning in to the Winner's Paradigm Podcast. Today we got an amazing episode with my man Doug Stout. Uh, I was connected with him and really had an interview with him. We just talked about franchising your options, how to do it as business, steps in between, you know, when is a good time to start. Doug's an amazing individual and that's where we tap on the business realm. We also go into how to be the best overall dad, husband, uh, focus on ourselves while we're Showing up for our family So really we're going In that personal Financial realm as well So you guys are going to be able To get knowledge On both points uh, I appreciate y'all For tuning in You guys are going to love Doug Amazing human being And it was a genuine conversation
1: I'm not sure Why they act like tools Can't win at the same time It's more than just sales And scaling your business With me and mine When the kitchen got hot We kept it moving us, There's always room For improvement You got the juice You got to Talk about it, just do it That's what we like to call out funny.
0: Yo, what is happening, y'all? It's Lundis. This, this is the Winner's Paradigm. Uh, I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. I haven't jumped on here in a very long time, and I've been just grinding at the Winner's Paradigm, you know, and figuring out hey, what's the direction we're going? what are we tapping into? How are we going to help people? What kind of things are we unpacking and showing people, hey, what peace looks like when you finally are able to get through years of trauma, frustration, pain being built up. So in order for us to keep this message going, I need you to drop a five-star review and a rating and let me know how the show's helped you so we can keep the shit going. Now, the second thing I want to say is um, go to myfitlife.net if you use the code uh, TWP twenty, you get twenty percent off all products. These are the products I'm using as well. So I don't promote something unless I'm using it. Last thing I just want to say is, uh, do fucking you. Do what fulfills you. Do what makes you happy. Do what's going to allow you to be able to get to that next level to hit whatever it is to be able to get over that goal. Because you may not be where you're at right now, um, and excuse me, you may not be where you want to be right now. But when you look at it in a nutshell you're one day closer to where you want to be if you're putting that work in. I know it's sometimes we want to beat ourselves up. I do the same thing. You know, where I'm working on the business, working on the podcast, and it's like, man, I'm not where I need to be, but I'm getting there. It's a journey. So give yourself some fucking grace, pat yourself on the back, and tune into the Winner's Paradigm podcast if you really want to fucking win. Let's get it. Doug, my man, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's an immense honor to be able to speak with you. I know Marcus uh, Ogden connected us. He's a great gentleman and I absolutely love him. Great, amazing friend. So I can't wait to be able to jump in here. But before we get started, brother, let's start on uh, what you do, what you're passionate about today, brother.
1: Sure. Thanks for having me on. So what I've done, this is gosh, going on 19 years now. If I I've, I've helped people explore business ownership inside franchising for free. I'll kind of explain that here in a second. And then I own a franchise right now too. So I've owned four franchises during the last, gosh 19 years. And the one that we currently own, of all things, cause I never would've thought I would own this. We own an organic nail salon franchise. So here I'm a guy, I own a nail salon franchise with my wife. Never saw that coming. But the, the process, you know, I take people through, it's all education based. You know, it's four steps, you know, step number one, I gotta get to know people. So send them out questionnaires, um, gather a lot of data. I'll have other conversations with them. From that data, I will build a business plan because most people want to take a look at business ownership. They don't know where they want that business to go. So I want to help them understand what are the goals, needs, expectations they want out of that business, you know, income, lifestyle, wealth, equity goals they want out of that business. Now let's build a roadmap instead of buying yourself a job. But let's, let's talk about where we want to take this take this whole process. From there, I'll go out and do research, find franchises that match the plan um, and have availability in the market. And then I'll guide them through looking at those franchises. And the other two steps to deal with funding, i help them with funding for free and then also legal if they need you know, a franchise attorney to review documents and stuff like that. So the process is free. I'm compensated by franchisors. So as you start learning about things, franchising is a fixed fee industry. So they pay me. So my clients don't have to pay me anything.
0: That that is awesome, brother. And I'm glad that we're speaking today because I spoke with another gentleman who did uh the opposite, but within the franchising realm. So he took his business's coffee and pizza pizza shop and then franchised it out there. Uh so I thought that was pretty awesome. But it's also awesome okay. you, you know, talking about hey, going to you and saying, Hey, uh, we would like to franchise. So I, I love that there. And let's start first. I know you mentioned it, you know, the funding side and then really the business plan. Uh so Let's start with the if we're trying to build a business plan, because this is something I'm doing. I'm rebuilding my podcast production video editing business for the second time. And this is where, you know, definitely getting that roadmap from A to Z, talking about the customer journey has been huge for me because it's allowed me to be able to gain more insight to understand what's going on. Uh, What are some tips you would get or give us, brother, if we're on that journey, you know, trying to build that roadmap so we can be able to figure out, hey, what's the next step that we're going to be able to do to be able to get this thing moving?
1: So I think, you know, taking a look at a business plan, you need to identify like those characteristics I talked about, you know, income, lifestyle, wealth, equity goals, you know, um, where do you want to go from there? Look at what are your hobbies? What are your interests? You know, what have you liked about your career? Haven't liked about your career? Um, Are you introvert? Are you extrovert? And sometimes you got to look at that mirror hard um, and say, okay, this is what I I really like to do. And once you understand those things, then go through and say, okay, I'm going to execute this plan. But knowing that the plan is fluid, you can't have it rigid. Because as you've seen, and same thing with me, I'm going through this right now. I'm reforecasting my numbers because we're actually ahead of our plan right now. So it's like, okay, let's, let's look at this as a fluid plane. We're going to stay within these guardrails, but we may have to change things as we, as we move forward.
0: Amen, brother. I love that so much to where you said that, you know, you reassess the goals and figure out, Hey, how do we go forward since we already projected uh higher than what we were intentionally doing? Uh, that's something as well. You know, a lot of people don't think about, and then you just keep going. I noticed that with myself as well, you know, with the old roadmap and what I was doing didn't match up to where I was going and where I'm heading. So then it allowed me to be able to tap into it again, you know, get some more coaching help. That's going to allow me to check off those boxes. So in your realm, when we're talking about the funding portion of it, uh, is it something where it's going to be, you know, a large sum of money, or is it something where you kind of advise, Hey, you know, start here. And then you can always go back and get more funding later on. That way you don't put yourself in a bigger hole than what you're thinking. If you're just a newbie trying to get on the franchising game,
1: so franchising doesn't have to be expensive. And you know, when you start looking at franchising, I'll use a couple of different case examples. You know, if you're looking at a service-based business that says, "Hey, you know, I'm going to be owner-operator," um, you know, it's not like I'm, you know, I'm going to be working in the business. I'm going to working on the business. Those can go anywhere from like eighty to one hundred fifty thousand dollars all in if you pay cash. However. A lot of that can be borrowed and people don't realize that. If you can put your franchise fees down, there's a lot of different ways to borrow money, whether it's through SBAs, whether it's, you can actually use retirement funds dollar for dollar with their tax penalties or early withdrawal penalties. Now I've got somebody at Discovery Day right now that's more equipment heavy and the franchise franchisor does all the funding of equipment. You can combine all these. So there's just a lot of different ways to fund it. If you get into more semi-absentee, going to be more expensive. You know, it can be anywhere from, you know, a couple of hundred thousand to a million dollars. But again, even on that, let's say it's a million dollar franchise. Typically, if you can do a hundred thousand dollars down, the rest can be borrowed um, through a lot of different ways. So it's really just getting to understand where you want to go. And then also, if you're looking at more semi-absentee, chances are you're keeping your job. You're managing a manager. You know, I talked about that nail salon and we have a manager that runs it for us. We're in our business about 15 hours a week. And so we're able to do other things. And so there's a lot of executives that I work with that, hey, I want to do that and build a safety net or build more for retirement funds or, hey, I'm looking to leave my job in three to five years. How do I go about doing that? So those types of things.
0: Oh, that's, that's powerful there, brother. And, and that's exactly why I wanted to touch up on the funding. Cause you went into the hours of working on the business, not in the business. And that's sometimes what we get trapped up in and what we figure out. And I learned that for myself, uh, cause I kind of went to podcast uh, booking to video editing to production. And then I thought about for myself, like, what's the easiest thing for me? Well, I can do the videos and I can teach it easy and I can do production. I can teach it easy. So I can stick to that because it's easier for me than working in the business and, you know, working on uh, bookings where that's going to take me more time, which is going to make me aggravated because it's not something I like doing. So I had another second partnership there and I just said, Hey, you know, this isn't fitting for me anymore because I'm working in the business, not on it. So there's no way I can grow if I'm just, you know, continually pounding the metal there. And that's something that people face all the time, you know, is uh, they think that it's in the business, in the business, and that's why they're not going anywhere. So I love that you mentioned that there, brother.
1: Yeah, there's a great book called The Entrepreneur Myth Revisited. If anybody's ever looked into business ownership, it's a great book talking about basically a pie maker working in the business versus on the business. And it really gets you to think, all right, these are the things that I need to do. And the neat thing, too, about this day and age, you know, there are things that you can outsource and have virtual assistants do for you that allows you to free up the time to do what you do best. And you outsource stuff instead of trying to wear all those hats and things.
0: Boom. And that's another key right there, you know, outsourcing. Um, you see it all the time from everywhere. All the businesses are doing it. And it's just smart, you know, to be able to take more off your plate so you can do what you're good at. And I love that when you mentioned, you know, even the business plan you're talking about if you're an introvert, if you're an extrovert, you know, what are your hobbies? What do you like doing? Uh, that was something for me as well. You know, when I started the business, I was like, well, what is it? You know, I like talking to people, but other than that, I'm not good with my hands. I'm not good with all these things. So I went on that path versus being like, all right, I'm going to focus and double down on what I'm good at. And then everything else is going to build itself around that. Uh, so I love that you mentioned that again, because that's a typical thing, you know, that we run into. I know franchising is a little more, uh, but it definitely makes sense, you know, that if you have the foundations, the operations set, it's going to allow you to be able to take on more in the end and figure out, hey, you know, what your direction is actually going to be at.
1: Yep, Absolutely. So let no, so, go uh, no, first.
0: Yeah, brother. So I know we talked a little bit before, you know, the, about family and really trying to make it happen with business and family. So for you, brother, what was one tip that you would give that allows you to be locked in, you know, whether it's uh with the family or in working on the business, helping clients, but allowing you to be fully present at all times. That way, you know, you're not checked out, checking the phone while you're with the family or vice versa.
1: Yeah, you know, I I look at things, I try to meet clients where they are. So whenever I'm on, and my wife knows this, and my daughter knows this, whenever I'm on a phone call, I am totally focused on them. Um, and it could be like a five minute call, it could be a 30 minute call. But I also have in my schedule built in family time. I'm like, you know, we both talked about, hey, how our kids are young and stuff. So one of the things for me, Friday afternoon from two to five o'clock every Friday, I have in my calendar built, I pick my daughter up from school. And we go get ice cream at the local ice cream place and we have ice cream together, just her and I. And, you know, if we need to do other things, we'll do that. But doing that three hours, has just been so beneficial It allows us to have fun at, you know, at the end of the week, I get to talk about her. Week. She actually asked me about my week or having ice cream. I think you've got to build those things into the calendar and say, okay, these are family times, no matter what, I'm going to keep, keep true to this. And I think, again, having a calendar and making sure that you keep everything
0: you know on that calendar amen brother in in yeah that's perfect right there you know allocating the perfect time and then making sure that you make it happen uh definitely allows you to be more present and that's a lesson i'm learning as well you know where uh before i used to think it's me just being here you know being on the laptop that's not it. You know, so I've definitely took less time doing those things and figuring out, hey, wake up earlier or move things around. That way I can do this here. Uh, because I learned, like, man, you know, trying to do everything all at once and then not being there for the family doesn't help us in the end versus where we need to be. So I love that you mentioned that there. We'll move on to to you individually, brother. Uh, what are some things that you add, you know, to your daily routines that are allowing you to be able to lock in? figure out, hey, you know, what's the next direction for me, as well as, you know, what's currently resonating with you. Because I know a lot of times, you know, uh, we have routines, we're doing things, but sometimes they are a little outdated to where we realize, hey, you know, this serves me better than what I was doing before.
1: So it's funny. I just had this whole conversation with Marcus right before we got on on the air today. Uh, Right now, my calendar is dictating me instead of me dictating my calendar. And I've got to get back in control of me being in charge of my calendar. Because it's so easy for your calendar to control you. That's one of the things I'm, I'm improving on because the past two weeks have just been really hectic. Um, and so that's that's one of the things I'm working on. But like, man, I get into, you know, as far as personal life, looking at things as, you know, having it out from the business. And I'm a big runner. I ran seven miles this morning with a group of guys that we started at 5.30 this morning, hit my seven miles. You know, I, I set up personal um, goals. Like all my goals are set up here. So if I hit a goal, Then I'm going to go through and I've got like little rewards and stuff I want for myself. And Marcus is starting to help me on a really big goal I'm trying to do this year. So um, hopefully that that will come to fruition. Um, You know, I think you've got to be adaptive to things, even though you've got a game plan. You know, I've talked about, hey, you've got to be fluid in that game plan. I think there's so many people that get so rigid in their game plan, they forget to adapt to a changing environment. And, you know, one of the things that I did last year was I added another virtual assistant because I was trying to work on something that was taking up a lot of time. They didn't give me time to talk to clients. And I'm like, I've got to get this off my plate. So recognizing, hey, I've got to outsource this. Um, And it's okay to outsource it. You know, yes, I'm managing somebody else, but it's okay to outsource that function. And then with the new business, you know, my wife and I, we work as a team together in that. But we talk about a lot of different things. She's got what she's in charge of. I have what I'm in charge of. And sometimes those are in conflict. So we talk, talk through that and everything, which is, you know, normal everyday stuff. And that's okay. So just, you know, doing things like that.
0: Absolutely. And, and let's touch on that because that was one thing I haven't touched on yet, brother. I know we can definitely bring you back on for a second time. Uh, but what is the relationship like? You know, how is it how has it strengthened uh your guys' marriage with you and your wife working together and then understanding that, hey, you know, you guys have your own sections that you guys are in charge of, and at the same time, you know, have to be able to communicate effectively if you guys are gonna be able to work together and be home together. Cause I know it's a lot sometimes. Yeah,
1: you know, it is. And so I'm lucky that I've got a great wife. You know, we've been married now, it'll be almost 14 years here this, in, in October or September. I'm sorry, November. She's going to kill me because I got that date wrong. Um, but, um, you know, before we got into a business, we outlined everything in that business. We knew it was going to be managing the manager. And I'm like, you've got to be the face of this. You've got to, you know, kind of be the front. And I'll be the back person. But I'm here in the back. I took care of all the construction, made sure the building up, running, all the permitting, everything was done there on the back end books guys I pay all the bills I look at all the numbers I look at um, employee efficiencies and things like that so I'm doing that piece but you know she's down there now doing a training session with our manager and with our lead tech and kind of going over some things and here's where we're at so she's doing the whole front piece of the business while I'm doing the back but we had all those discussions um, you know before we got into this business and then we've also had to do this cuz this came up on Valentine's Day Hey, let's talk about us and not the business, but recognizing, Hey, you know what? Yes, we're on a date together, but we don't need to talk business. Let's talk about other stuff. So things like that.
0: Ooh, that, that's another powerful one right there, you know, is knowing when to separate it. And, and uh, my wife helps me out a lot with my business. And I've definitely learned that it's like, hey, sometimes she doesn't want to hear it versus, you know, sometimes she'll be like, oh, you know, have you had a cool episode lately that you've interviewed with someone? And I'm like, you know what, I'm actually really dialed in on this. And this is what I've been focusing on. Or maybe someone brought up God. And I was like, you know what, this resonated with me about what they said. And it's really knowing that timing of when to be able to talk about business and not. So I love that you mentioned that as well, brother. And we'll wrap this up here. What would you say uh, to the previous version of ourselves who was looking to recalibrate our mindset so we can align ourselves with our definition of success?
1: You know, as I look at success, success comes in a lot of different ways. There's failures and there's also successes that are really, really good. I think the one thing I would, if I go back and talk to myself 20 years ago, I would say, hey. First off, it's OK to fail. It's OK to be scared on something. But if you're scared on something, don't let that dictate things. Gather facts. Is that being scared? Is it really, you know, fear, false evidence appearing real? Um, or, hey, you know, this makes sense to do this. Go ahead and do it. It's OK to be fearful and, and expand your comfort zone, because um, once you expand your comfort zone, you are no, you won't be fearful again. And that's probably the best advice I could give, and give myself
0: boom, man, you just keep hitting it on the money, brother. Uh, That's 100%, you know, something I take literal uh, to where if I feel like and and kind of when I went into it, you know, the second time restarted the business, uh, definitely had a lot more fear, definitely had a lot more hesitation when I realized, hey, is this something I want to do? Do I just want to quit out of it? And then I really looked at it and I was like, man, you know, this is what makes me happy. I understand that, you know, there's there's a lot of moving parts and there's uh, systems I need to rebuild. But I was like, this resonates with me. You know, this is where I want to be, where I am, and this is where I thrived. And I might be able to do the personal work first before the business happens and take care of the daughter and my wife before I even get started with the business. So it was something for me as well that I was like, it's the timing. It's that. Yes, there's fear behind it because I have. Uh, people to be supporting, and I have to be able to show up every single day. But at the same time, it's the same concept, because that's the sign to me that I need to make the jump that I need to go all in here is, you know, having that fear that's, that's ticking playing with me, because it's either I do it now, or I never do it. And that's something that keeps pushing me, even when I hit those tough days, and I'm like, man, I really don't want to keep going anymore. So I love that you mentioned that there, brother. Uh, Last thing, where can people find you if they want to keep up with you? They want to hear more of your story.
1: Sure. So you can always find me on LinkedIn. Just Google Doug Stout and you'll find me all over the place. I have a a website called um, StoutFranchiseAdvisors.com. You can find me there. And then you can always call myself or text me 864-346-5277.
0: Absolutely, brother. So we will put that in the show notes and have everybody be able to find you. Uh, It's been an immense honor. I know I said I'll bring you on for a second time later on. So thank you again, my friend.
1: Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Hope you have an awesome week.
0: Yo, amazing episode with Doug Stout. If you want to check him out, go to the show notes. You can be able to go to his website, figure out about franchising there. And if it's for you, everybody else leave a five-star rating and review down below on Apple Podcasts. Talk about how this podcast helped you. One thing you're going to take away. And the next thing I need you to do from there is go sign up for our newsletter at thewinnersparadigm.com. That way you can keep up with everything the winner's paradigm. When we're talking about recalibrating mindset, alpha influence media, when we're talking about podcast production, really giving yourself that ability to dominate at what you do the best you know I love doing this I ain't fucking going anywhere I'm gonna keep working Because this podcast Has helped me grow As a man As a leader And really work on the shit That I didn't know That it needed As well as the things That held me back for years So I'm not going anywhere I appreciate y'all Peace I'm not
1: sure why they act like tools can't win at the same time it's more than just sales And scaling your business With me and mine. When the kitchen got high, We kept it moving Always room for improvement You got the juice, you gotta prove it Don't talk about it